I want to thank one of our incredible sponsors, BrainTap. You may have listened to our podcast with the founder of BrainTap, Patrick Porter. And if you did, you'll definitely want to get involved in BrainTap. And if you didn't, please, please, I strongly recommend that you go back and listen. It's so incredibly informative. Here's what BrainTap can do. You can literally build your brain fitness with BrainTap's mobile app and wearable headset. Everyone here at Outcomes the Sun podcast has had and continues to have positive results with BrainTap. Your brain is guided from awake and reactionary patterns to intuitive and creative responses. BrainTap is backed by neuroscience and research and was developed by Patrick Porter himself. BrainTap creates a symphony of brainwave activity to optimize your brain's potential, restore your ability, balance your energy, and calm your brain. And listen, it is a game changer when it comes to sleep. This technology is truly a gift, and I am so incredibly grateful to be able to share it with you. Welcome to Outcomes the Sun podcast with my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi. We are going to have a discussion today because we love to talk. That's what girls do. We just <laughs> love to talk. And we're good at it. And we're very good <laughs> at it. And today, you know, uh, Melissa, it was great because we, um, we had a really interesting, I mean, we had a jam-packed week because uh, I came into town I think it's late Thursday into LA in case you don't know where in town means. Um, and um, we've been going nonstop and Friday we had a really interesting, we did a podcast with our friend Jeremiah Higgins who has the Jeremiah show, which is a radio show. Um, uh, and we were at the woodshed and the woodshed is a recording studio out in Malibu and it is Truly, and I know that you felt the same way. It is truly one of the most stunning uh, locations for for an artist yeah. to create, right? And it was just, it was light filled. I mean, I've never been, I've always done like audio. When you make a movie, you do audio stuff and you do some, you know, dubbing or whatever, voiceover. And you're always in a super dark room all day long, black. It's blacked out, it's yeah. soundproof, you know which for sound is great, but this, that's what was so extraordinary about this um, woodshed is that it was just, it, it look, I, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like we had entered a, a Japanese home. I, I don't know. I mean, it was craftsmen, but there was something about it. The yeah. wood was just, it, everything was so perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, and the they, the incorporation of the uh, the outside in with the the design, very Frank Lloyd Wright, yeah. right? Really placing the windows so that even though you were in the middle of this beautiful modern craft style, craftsman style home or studio, you the the windows were all yes. around you, so you felt as though you were in nature. Oh. Even though, yeah, it was really it stunning. Was I heaven. Agree it was heaven, and you know, uh, the guy uh, Richard Gibbs. Did I get I got that right? Yeah. Richard yeah. Gibbs, who was not not the lost <laughs> no. brother, <laughs> not Andy's missing anyway. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, moving right along, he is producer and he's had this studio for a really long time. He went through the the fires in two thousand eighteen and almost 
well, he lost his home, but they didn't lose his studio. And another interesting thing about that is that his wife had planted, uh, had done this amazing planting around the studio area in a way that had prevented the, 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 the studio from fire, which I found, I, I, I just found it fascinating. There were so many like wonderful kind of, I don't know that they completely meant to do it that way, but it was like there was this realization in having a conversation with him. I mean, they've had, you know, Coldplay played there. Chris Martin actually was there early in the morning one day and woke them up because he was strumming on his guitar in the in the garden, in the, yeah. you know, and, and he was like annoyed, like who's strumming it, you know. Oh, that should be so bad that Chris Martin's in your garden, uh, you know, doing a ballad for you. Waking them up. Um, but, you know, they've had Pink took it over, Sting, uh, uh, U2. U2. Oh, yeah, U2. Great story about U2, uh, Lady Gaga. Anyway, a lot of really creative people. And I think why they fall in yep. love with it is because of that light. I think they don't even realize how profound and powerful that is. I mean, our show being about like mental wellness, light right. is imperative. And I said that to him and he was like, I mean, I think it was almost like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, he yeah. took claim for it, but I think that it was like a realization of, oh, wow. Yeah, because light is so incredibly important and often artists, will be in dark places, you know, they go. Now, yeah. the interesting thing is that reminds me of my grandfather, Ernest Hemingway, who he used to say that he always watched a sunrise. I mean, I doubt that he saw every single sunrise, but he claimed to have seen a great many of them. And I have a feeling that that spurned or, or, or activated his creativity because there's something about early morning light and light itself getting into the eyes yeah. that is soothing to the brain, good for you. Um, my grandfather only wrote in the morning, in the early morning, you know, after he saw sunrise or whatever, and then he would spend, you know, four hours at least early in the morning writing. And I think that, uh, I think that information, especially because we're so concerned about like people and their well-being and and addiction yeah. and mental health to know the importance of this simple thing of light, getting light. I, I mean, even Andrew Huberman, who we both like as a scientist talks about light and how imperative it is, uh, imperative it is to mental wellness, your circadian rhythm, but because when you get mm -hmm. morning light, it helps set the circadian rhythm. So you sleep better at night. I just think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. Well, and, and go ahead. Not only that, in addition to the light, which is so vital, uh, for all the reasons you said, even if it were an overcast, cloudy yeah. day, having exposure to the outside world and not feeling so confined, and even though as an artist, whether it be through recitation of your of your lines or whether it be through memorization of your song and playing it, there's got to be something about the the, the freedom. Of, of being able to see, you know, they show that even in prison with those that are locked up, if they have access to a window or to see life outside beyond their confinement of their walls, 
it somehow offers them hope. Yes. But that that solitary confinement with no window, no light, they start they start to decline rapidly, right? Because they you don't have this offering of hope, of possibility of life beyond what you're experiencing right here. So I think that same realization must come from those who are locked into this studio, even though they know they're getting out. Absolutely, right. Yeah. Just, just to, to stand there and be able to see I'm more than just this. I am a part of the world. I and I think it would inspire you. I think so too. To, I mean, and and his his studio in particular. Oh. I mean, not only is it gorgeous because of the environment, you're overlooking the Pacific yeah. Ocean. So you literally are communing with nature yep. and you are realizing that you are you are but a drop in that ocean. Yep. That makes it continue to ebb and flow. And it's just, it's it's really cool. Oh, it, there, I'll tell you something that I took from there besides all this great stuff. His floors, I don't know if you saw, this is a sidestep here. But his floors in the traditional Japanese home style, craftsman style, had little levers on that you could lift up the panels of the floor that would open up. And in it, everything would tuck away. And so they could hide all of the recording, wiring, yes. and cabling. And in a matter of 10 to 15 minutes, lift up panels, shove everything down, put things behind walls, and it would be one huge massive room in case they needed to shoot a whole band coming in or dance right. for the for a video. And I thought... So clever. I mean, I must remove floor at home so when companies come, you can show oh, everything. Oh, I know. I mean, it's I mean, so, it was fascinating. You know, I mean, there is that all, always it's like, where are my cords go? And it's like, how do I tuck them under yeah. the carpet and all that stuff? I mean, it was amazing. And and there, and did you notice that their, <laughs> their, um, the uh, speakers, they were like pieces of art. They had these handles yes. on them that were so beautiful and they were modular. You could take a piece of the yes. speaker off, but they were kind of all, but they looked like great, great kind of movable bookshelves. I, I don't know. I love. They look like Tansu. Yeah. They look like Japanese Tansu furniture yeah, pieces was, that you can it coordinate. Was it was, yeah. it is stunning. It was, it, it, and it was so great. And then, you know, they do, um, uh, what's their charity called? I'm having a brain fade. Help me. It's our, I, I got it up here. Cause I want to talk about, I'm glad you said that because it's, it's the, the actual physical name of it. Let's let me make sure I don't slaughter it even it's, the Armory of Harmony. Oh, my God. The Armory of Harmony. How about that? Yeah. Super cool. super cool. Uh, yeah, we're going to put a link on our site sure. here. It, it's, so what they've got here, one of the things they, they quote on here is Plato. Music gives a soul to the universe. So um, they said it's octaconic. Instead of eight notes in a scale, there are eight steps to make an instrument of peace. We start by working with established buyback programs and police departments to collect unwanted and decommissioned weapons from around the country. We shred and then we smelt them into raw ingots. Then we refine the ingots to production quality bars and work with our manufacturing partners to utilize the metal to make and brand musical instruments for high school and college marching bands and ensembles. Each item is stamped with the Armory of Harmony logo. We've carefully tracked and documented the metal as it gets a new lease on life. I just, I, that just took I, my breath away. I was just like, what? I mean, I'm mad I didn't I think know. of it. It's I want, so smart. It's, I, it's so just smart. the coolest thing ever. I mean, to me, the alchemy of turning a weapon into a musical instrument is just, yep. there's something so magical about that, you know? And, and, and he was very he was very clear to say this it was not a political say he's not saying you know no guns no, whatever pro or anti no, anything he was just saying, yeah. look these things go somewhere 
And what do you do with them? Right. You know, and you know, they're decommissioned and nobody uses them again. And what do you do with them? And to turn it into an instrument is just, it was the coolest thing I'd heard in a lot. I mean, I, I agree. A it's long like, time since the sixties. Yeah, like really remember, remember when the girl put the flower at the end of the gun barrel, remember that one scene, the iconic scene. From the, it made me think of that instantly, like taking this instrument that's, that's renowned for instilling fear, also protection for those who have them, however, however you visualize it, but to create something, some beauty and art from it is fascinating. It is I mean, I've seen people in the past who've taken pieces of, of metal from war, yeah. whether something was destroyed in their community and created art, from it that you can hang on your wall or sculptures and so yeah. forth. This takes us whole, to a whole yeah, new level. Yeah, such a, it is so great. So uh, yeah, we we all, we were just like, ah, this is so cool. So, you know, when eventually our site is more fleshed out and we have more, you know, links to other, other you know, places that are doing great work, we will have a, a, yeah. a link to them. Uh, because, it, you know, it's just, and we just want people to know that there are cool things out there. There's a way to make a difference in the world for artists, for your friends, for your children, for all these things. Yeah. And it, it's not, it, that's, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess I bring it up just to say the mission behind, you know, uh, Mariel Hemingway Foundation is just to give people that information. Where, where do I go if I want holistic help? Where do I go if I want if I if I need a therapist, where do I go? I'm not that right. we're that. We're just saying, hey, if you're in St. Louis, Missouri, you can you can find this there, yeah. you know. And and that's yeah. that's the there's a beauty in that. And then then today I met with a really interesting guy, um, that is doing. Uh, he is a producer. He's also manages. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh God, I, I don't, Yoshiki. Okay, very Yoshiki. well known in Japan, like huge in Japan, huge, huge, huge. And such, a, he was so interested and they have a foundation for mental health because Yoshiki has lost, uh, I think he lost his father, uh, his father took his life um, and some of his band members had taken their lives. And he, he actually talks about, I guess on stage, his mental health struggles, which, you know, I applaud anybody who's in the arts, who's very, very well known, you know, in this country, in another country, in Europe mm -hmm. and wherever, and talks about their own struggles with it. So we're going to, mm -hmm. we're also going to do something with them. We're going to, you know, link to them on with the, with our foundation so that you can find information that they're, they're doing, but that's, you know, that's what it takes. It takes, being able to build this out and and be this you know network of information yes and and i just you know it always comes to just think that there's so many people out there kind of struggling thinking they're by themselves and don't know where to turn it's just crazy to me and I, the one thing that i love about what we just shared with army of harmony is that if you're a school teacher and we all know the benefit that music brings to those that are suffering mm -hmm. from depression or anxiety. And if you're, if you're a school teacher and you're thinking, I've got some students um, and I'm, they, I, they, I want to get them involved. What can I do to help them? If they're, the Armory of Harmony is offering the, the, the musical instruments to kids in high school and yeah. college and the ensembles, oftentimes when they can't afford it themselves. But music is mm. an, a great release 
And so knowing uh, the, we, what I love about what we're offering with Merrill Hemingway Foundation is even if you think, well, I'm not, I don't really think that I have depression or anxiety, but I'm a school teacher and I'm around students who are struggling. Where can right. I turn for resources so that I can help guide yeah. my people? So where it's not just, you know, and, and so I was talking to a friend of mine who's in nursing and she said, well, a lot of the nurses that I work with, Melissa, were on split shifts and we have a great support system and we all go, we get together and none of us knock on one really have issues. And I said, what? That's fantastic. That's huge. But our, our foundation and our source, our sources are not going to be only for those that are afflicted. It's going to be for every single living person. Every parent should be able to get on there and say, what should I do? My daughter's yes. away at college and she's struggling a little bit. What can I do for her? This is not just for those in pain. We're not a hospital. No. It's, it is a resource. It's as though you went to walk into the library and you're trying to find the latest book on, on Absolutely. whatever it was. So I, I, that information we have to, we have to get out there more, more forthright also. I think letting them know that we're a source for everybody yeah, to look at. Absolutely. Even if you're in a, a perfectly great state, you still want to know what's out there to help you get stronger. See, oh, better. absolutely. You and I spoke with the guy, you and I spoke with the guy out of Japan. Yes. Oh, Saturday. right. Gosh, I forgot about that. He's he he amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, we've I just know. been like, and one of the things that he shared with you and me is that uh, he shared some of the struggles they're having in yes. this country. Um, being behind and we were talking about the cultural stigma of whatever it is whether it's an it's a, a disease and an ailment whether it's physical spiritual mental emotional uh, oftentimes people won't stand up and say I'm having an issue because they're fearful of the stigma that it would bring to yeah. their family or to themselves or culturally it's looked down upon and so that's another thing that's that we know I know that we've talked about really having this resource because it can be anonymous. Yes. You can get on there and, and really just seek and search for yourself. And, and truly, if someone were to trace back your search on Mariel Hemingway Foundation, there's not, there, everything on there is so beautiful and beautifully, you know, everything we're presenting, we're going to be sharing is, is so composed and so insightful that there, you can't be. I guess your feet can't be held right. to the fire. Right. Well, it, so it should a, all, yeah. There's an yeah. anonymity to Everybody it. should always feel as though they're safe. You know, they're safe to share. Yes. They're safe to move forward. Nobody's leaking information or whatever. Um, because, yeah, Mike Rogers is who we spoke to in Tokyo, who has this big radio show. And that was interesting, the whole cultural thing, because being such an American, yeah. I mean, you're married to somebody who's Japanese. So you have a more of an understanding yeah. of that. You know, there's a cultural difference with how people handle the dogs in the yes. background are really not nice. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Well, you know um, Everybody's got something to say. They're a little old <laughs> and I think they're barking at absolutely nothing. <laughs> Daisy's just looking like, what's up? Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I found it fascinating because culturally, you know, in Japan, and he was really saying they were way behind because they do, you know, there's yeah. shame involved, especially, and it's kind of like we were 20 years ago. There was far more embarrassment and shame, and there still is, but people are talking about it more because we're losing a lot of people. We're losing a lot of people to to suicide, you know, and to, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because 
it's unnecessary. So, and, and, and I, because I'm going to Florida in a week, I'll be going a week from Friday, I'll be going to Florida and speaking for, uh, the, uh, uh, JFS, uh, agency and they do, it's a Jewish family services agency and they have an amazing wealth of, of stuff they do, not just for, you know, Jewish families, but that's what they're called, but in their area that help people with suicide, mental health, addiction, all of these different things. And I want people to know that there's all kinds of agencies or foundations or charities or, or places that are really doing some extraordinary work that is helping people. Um, and I've seen it firsthand, you know, I always get a, a, a tour of different places. And so I get, I, I get very happy to know that I'm not the only person that thinks lifestyle matters. Right. Cause I, I've been to, you know what I mean? That's exactly I've been right. to places. Yeah. And by the way, the guy from the guy from Japan was intrigued by your whole approach to lifestyle. And he said that even though a lot of it is spoken about in their culture, there needs to be more exposure. And so, you know, which is such a dichotomy, Mariel, because I've been studying this whole um, understanding of aging as it relates to each country. And Japan is one of the forerunners on outside of Greece, but how they approach the elderly. And let me let me tell you, um, first of all, they're having an issue in Japan. Um, while we're talking about Japan a little bit longer, they're having an issue in Japan because there's not as many people oh. being born, and there's a, there's a huge population of the elderly. So, the, but their approach to the elderly, maybe out of necessity, is they treat the elderly like they're I rock love stars. That. There's like, woohoo, you made it. You're 88. You're killing it. Maybe you're rocking it out. You know, you're, you're amazing. And so it's like, oh, my dear, you're 85. Does your back hurt? Do your knees hurt? It's kind of like, you're 88. You're still walking every day. You're amazing. We celebrate them. Yeah. And And don't you say, it should should be that way. way. We don't, and we used to. Well, we used, a, to, we used to have a family. We used I to. Think that that's, I really think that that's the, the degradation of kind of our mental, our mental state is that we've lost the family unit in this, in this country, especially we kind of, is, it, somebody moves to yes. this part of the country and that part of the country. And we used to always stay our, together. Yeah. I mean, our clan was always stuck and, and by, well, by in Japan, by, by us, whether by, uh, osmosis of this behavior towards the elderly men well into their 90s have stronger virility when women start to go through menopause their symptoms are not really right. as extreme because they're it's it's celebrated they're they're, they're the transition yes. is celebrated so everything is somewhat minimized in the pain now you juxtapose that with what our 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 interviewer was telling us on saturday that they're really behind in a lot of areas so, so one area is wildly celebrated, yes. the aging process. And then one area is there's, there's, there's the yeah. ribbons of shame and like, do not bring this to the forefront. So, you know, here's to the, the absolutely, because it's kind of interesting. How is it that a culture so smart about the wisdom of the age could like, right. but still, but when you look historically at that kind of culture, you know, being stoic, stoicism and being, you know, yeah. strong and showing up, you know, like not yeah. show emotion and all that stuff. So there's a balance. I mean, you know, we probably over show <laughs> in this country. I think that we're a little bit, we're a little excited. 
you know, little reality yeah, right? TV never but heard we should, You know, there's, but yeah. this, it's this balance and, and really understand there's no shame because the brain doing something out of balance just means that the brain needs some help, you know, and, and, and that's okay. That's exactly right. And sometimes the body helps the brain, right? It's that connection. And yeah. Well, I think there's some, no, there's some, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just, I, there's something, there's something to be said about our approach to, uh, well, not something to be said. That's too ambiguous. Let me, let me, let me define it more here. There's a story that I read recently about a doctor who knew that she was going to be leaving. She got the approval to leave the country to work on her doctorate. And in precisely in the study, the field of aging and mental health yes. as it relates to aging. And so she went to visit her grandmother in this in the state of Florida, who's an 88 year old woman who golfed every day, who had a very fast walk, who was really active. And every night, come hook or crook, was in that backyard watering her avocado trees yes. herself. And so when the granddaughter showed up at her grandmother's doorstep, she said, I can tell you've been working on your dissertation. You look like you need vitamins. Let's go to the store. Well, her grandmother's vitamins were oranges <laughs> and grapefruits. So they go to the grocery store. Grandma takes off and the, the granddaughter can barely keep up with her. And when she finally catches up to her, grandma had turned the corner and run into an orange crate, a wooden orange wow. crate that had been left on the ground. And she, and it's, and dug in the crate, gashed her shin. She fell on the ground. There's a lot of blood. The granddaughter was very freaked out. The grandmother was joking. You should have seen the other guy. Everything seemed to be fine. As they're walking out, grandma, who has my heart in her hand by doing this, stopped the manager and said, you really need to do something about those crates on the ground. People can get hurt. The young whippersnapper who was flipping through some kind of a trade magazine or, or rag magazine looked up and said, can't you get somebody to do the shopping for you? Oh, People geez. like you shouldn't be walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Something to that. I'm, I'm, I'm right. playing with words. Something to that extent. The granddaughter then noticed that night that the grandmother, who's so vital and strong, and asked the granddaughter to go water the avocado trees. First time ever in her life. She'd right. never seen any, that, that chore right. handed off to anybody else. And then secondly, the next day, the granddaughter said, you know, I want to take you to the doctor to make sure that that cut doesn't get infected. She said, will you drive? She said, is your leg hurting? Because it wasn't right. the pedal. It wasn't the right leg. And she said, I just don't know if I can. She And so the granddaughter incorporated into her study the mental wellness that was affiliated yes. with the stigma. You're old. You're not useful. Have somebody else do the work. You shouldn't be doing And so and she said, how is it possible in less than three hours time, yeah. some guy who my grandmother had never wow. met in her life could say one thing and change her. She said, it took me. She said, I put off my departure. And I stayed on my grandmother and I got her back to where she was. I, we went for our walks and got her spirit back up. She said, I began thinking, what are we doing to people? One small thing, a woman says, I just had the baby. I don't know. I, I, I'm scared to be around the baby. And the husband or their mother-in-law or their mother or the neighbor says, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? This is your child. Yeah. Right. So the responsibility we have. In Absolutely. The, way we speak the trauma that, it, I mean, think about, think about your childhood. I, I mean, I think that you had a pretty amazing childhood for the most part and you were pretty outspoken, but <laughs> I remember as a child, I can remember the couple of times that another kid would say something. I got bullied a bit as a kid and also had some teachers that were pretty rough that said 
that said some demeaning things that made me feel, well, small and, and they traumatized me forever. You know, like it took a long time before I was able to really like get past that because those small, those words sometimes in the right, like energy, I don't know, you, you can speak to that more, will come at you and they, they damage you. I mean, think of that older woman. She was fine before she was told. She was fine. You know, like somebody like you, that all of a sudden you know, whatever happened and all of her vitality was like, it, it's like he stole her power. It's really, we do have to watch right. how we speak. We do. It's, we, and we're yes. hard enough on ourselves. I don't care how strong we are. Cause I'm pretty, I pride, pride myself in being pretty ding dang strong. And you know, for you're my best friend. I've even gone through some things where I'm just, recently, even where I'm just like, what is going on? Like what's going on in my head? What, what narrative? Have yeah. I picked up that doesn't doesn't resonate yes. with my being? So if someone like me, who and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not the, the, you know, Zena, the princess warrior over here, or anything. But if I'm, if I pride myself on being pretty, yeah. pretty strong, my spine is pretty, pretty firm. And I'm not saying if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. I'm just saying I recognize, wow, in in the in a matter of a few, like an hour, I felt. I, I, I felt funky, man. I felt funk-adelic. And I was really trying to really ramp myself up. I was like yeah. I, the little engine that could trying to get myself to just go up that hill. And it took all of my my remembrance of our conversations, my, my knowledge of what I've learned um, through study of, of health and wellness and what I've learned, listened to you talk to me about things, me pulling and and yes. also, you know, my mom, my grandmothers and my, my dad, all the stories I had to really dig deep back in and pull it forward. Like, Melissa, you know better. Do not. But, you know, we we not only do we have responsibility to others, if we're a teacher and a fireman and, and we're out dealing in the public or we're, you know, a cashier, we have responsibility to ourselves and to others as yes. human beings. I mean, we are we're walking. Yeah, this is a tenuous thread. There was a there was an article that came out recently that said. My son, who is, you know, the scientist of the family, said to me, the key word here is maybe. Okay, maybe. The Earth's core may be reversing order. If it was running counterclockwise, it may be reversing order. So if the, that metal ball at the core of our, of our planet, if it was running in, in counter, I mean, in clockwise direction, now if it's running counter, this isn't some esoteric. This is a, a vibrational shift that well, all I of us think are we get, yeah. This walk on our planet and, and is so I think tenuous. We can all attest to the fact that not just because we're getting older, but but life is going faster. I think that there is a it like is. everybody kind of it, it, it's noticeably different. I mean, things are moving faster. Yes, we're it's, not kids. I mean, kids moving slow because you're a kid and you can't wait for summer to start, but. But that that element yeah. of like just feeling as though time has shifted. It has shifted, and you know I don't know you know the scientific reasons for that, but I think there's definitely change. And as humans, I think we adapt to change in that way. I don't know. This is another great conversation, and we've reached our little time, our time. But I love this conversation. I love talking about things in regard to 
everybody out there who, 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 you know, I don't know. I just feel like everybody needs to be heard and everybody needs to be honored. I love the fact that we're going to honor everybody older in our lives because someday I'm going to be there and probably sooner Especially this year. than I'd like. It's important this year for the year of the rabbit. That's a little caveat. I was going to share it the last time and I forgot. And I realized as we're talking about this, I should plug it in here. The year of the rabbit, we really should look to our elderly. Yes, we continue to praise each other and our children, but the elderly really need to be given their voice back. And this year, the rabbit honors that more than any other time. So let's, let's use it as an excuse to do it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening in. We are so grateful to, to have you here every week with us and, we're, we're really trucking. We've got, I don't know how many this is, but we're hanging in there and we're loving it. <laughs> I love it. Time's flying by. I, I love this. Thank you everyone for joining us on Outcomes of Some podcast. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Slater. Thank you to all of the people that are listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today on Outcomes the Sun. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple, and on YouTube. And you can donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation at themarielhemingwayfoundation.org. And I want to spell Hemingway for you, H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y.org. I only say that because a lot of people put two M's. And that just won't work. Um, also on, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to the donate button at the bottom and it will take you right to a link with a QR code. And, uh, if you go to marielhemingway.org, you can also press the donate button and be able to donate to the foundation, which is designed to help guide people towards finding the right solutions for their mental health issues. Um, that is my goal. I'm just trying to raise money so I can come up with an app and a website that has all the information you could possibly want to know about mental health and where to go. But we are in the process of making that happen. And your donation means so much to us. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.